Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. So today I have a very special guest, Ryan West, who is a U.S. Navy flight deck director, fitness app creator, podcast host, adversity university course creator, and wellness entrepreneur. In 2000, Ryan was diagnosed with a brain tumor and suffers from the disease acromeglia, which is a form of giantism. Ryan's passion is wellness and health, and he wants you to live a giant, healthy life. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. And I'm so happy to have you on the show to just share your experience um, from your diagnosis uh, of a brain tumor to now inspiring so many others through your app, through your courses, and through your podcast, and everything else that you're doing. Um, so first of all, thank you for being willing to be a part of the show. Oh, absolutely, Kaylee. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I'm really honored to be on, and uh, I can't wait to talk about uh, All Stuff Wellness. And um, it's a whole new world. I, I just recently got into it but over the last 18 months, but uh, I'm really excited to um, be part of things like this because, you know, getting to connect with, with people all over the world, quite honestly, mm-hmm. um, we're all trying to do the same things, which is help people feel better and, and not see others suffer. And um, so this is one big step for me. You know, one of the things in 2020 I wanted to do was be able to go on other shows. And okay, uh, wow. so it's a real thrill. Yeah, it's a real thrill to be on your show. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, that's amazing to hear. All right, so we're just going to get right into it. Um, if you can just start us out um, on your journey from sure. your diagnosis and just carry us um, through what you're doing now. You got it. Well, so mine's a little story's a little odd. So I'm actually, um, it's funny, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I haven't, it took me a long time to jump into the whole social media game and, and okay. um, uh, blogging and podcast, podcast, and all that. so I was really late to the game, and then I just, as usual, just dove in head first. And so, <laughs> um, as I go through the story, I'm, I'm, there's a lot more detail to it, obviously. Uh, but if you want to read about it, I'm actually I started a blog this year. Oh, great! Uh, and it's it's called the um, um, Tales from the Giants Diary, and it's basically okay. this ten year odyssey of. Before I go into the military, in the military, in the Navy, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened when I was in the Navy, and then um, kind of where I am, or where I was by 2003. So it's just a, it's a, it's a more detailed if you're into reading blogs. Um, But so my story is a little unique. So I, excuse 
excuse me, I grew up in just outside, well, in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm still in Iowa. I'm back in Iowa now. I live just outside of Des Moines. And, um, I left for the military. I left for the Navy, to be to be exact, in the fall of 1994. Uh, I graduated in 94, and, and I really was going nowhere fast. Okay. Just, I mean, extremely fast. And so I never wanted to go in the military. I, I wasn't against it. I just it never crossed my mind. But that's where I found myself. And wow. uh, I don't know uh, exactly why I ended up in the Navy other than it was really one of the first uh, offices when I walked into the recruiting center, to be completely honest. And so I ended up joining and, and uh, I left in November of 1994 and ultimately was stationed on a flight deck carrier, the USS Abraham Lincoln. Um, and, and my job was as a flight deck director. So if you've ever watched anything on TV, sometimes PBS or the Discovery Channel um, or Netflix has a few things too mm-hmm. where they'll show what goes on on a Navy ship, specifically on an aircraft carrier. It's really kind of this amazing machine where you have to do your job for the machine to run. And so uh, I was a flight deck director and my job was really to, to launch and recover the jet. So I wore what they call a yellow shirt and um, it's a real interesting uh, job. It's a it's a podcast within itself, to be honest, because there's so many factors that go into working on a flight deck. Uh, it's really hard to quantify it all into um, just talking about. It. You really got to go out and experience and do it. But during that time in the summer of 1996, you know, I'd always kind of really been into fitness. Actually, I really started working out pretty pretty consistently when I was 17. And by the time 96 rolled around, I was almost 21. Uh, but I was becoming really strong, um, okay. strong like like you don't normally see. Okay. I was the same height. I've been the same height since nineteen since I was in the eighth grade, six wow. four-ish. But but I was really strong physically uh, um, throughout the rest of my body. So okay. to put it in perspective, I just kind of wrote about this in the blog, and it brought back all these memories. But I. You know, right now, if you watch the NFL Combine, it'll be coming on here in the next few, few weeks, actually, I think. And in that Combine, they put all these guys through these tests. They, they, they see how much they can, how fast they can run and jump and how much they can bench and all this. So mm-hmm. the barometer they use is they have them bench press 225 pounds. Um, and if you can do 25 of those, 25 reps, that's pretty good. You know, that's an indication you're in pretty good shape. Some of these guys will do a lot more. Well, okay. I was able to do 315 pounds what? 30 times. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, I didn't understand other than the fact that, well, you know, maybe it's just because I'm working out all the time. Cause I was, okay. <laughs> the, the best way I can explain it for you is when I would wake up in the morning and feel like I had got done working out. Wow. And, okay. Yeah. So and so, this was just kind of this process of okay. Well, I think I thought something was wrong, but I didn't really know what. Got really, you. I was bigger. Something was up. I weighed two hundred eighty-five pounds at that time, and I, and I probably, honestly, I, you know, had to have my body fat had to have been under ten percent. I mean, I just it was the it was a real odd thing. And so, fast forward then uh, to to the summer of nineteen ninety-seven. Physically, I was still strong, getting stronger, and then this is kind of where the progression of my real sickness started to really take off. So in the fall of 1997, in October to be specific, I went through a three-week span where my bottom jaw actually grew out. So just for you and your audience, if you bite down right now, 
for most people, your front teeth will be in front of your bottom teeth. Okay. Uh, it's just a natural overbite. Well, I had that when I went into the military. I never needed braces or anything, and but all of a sudden, my bottom jaw grew out, so I went from an overbite to an underbite. And okay. so, obviously, there was something wrong, a very weird three-week kind of phase. Okay. And didn't know how to handle it. I, I probably should have got it checked out more, but, you know, you're in the military, and it's just kind of how it goes. I was 21, and da-da-da-da. I was almost 22 at that point. And so, I get out of the military in the fall of 1998, and ultimately become sicker, become bigger, become my, my, the physical, the way I looked just was different. And I was diagnosed just through dumb luck, um, by a, um, orthodontist or, or, or an oral surgeon because my mom was so fixated on the way that my mouth looked. I knew something is seriously wrong here. Mm -hmm. Uh, and was a big, you know, person about you know having your teeth look good and you know that's gotcha. you know, just your smile all that's like what moms i suppose do or some, <laughs> some, some do you know and so we went to the orthodontist and, and it was in that meeting within five or ten minutes it's actually it was an oral surgeon excuse me to get checked out to see what was wrong okay. and he immediately said you know I, like i can't diagnose you but i think you have the symptoms of a pituitary brain tumor wow. and so he was able to determine that um, come to find out because of the spacing between my teeth. So essentially, mm-hmm. the next within the next two days, I was sent to an endocrinologist who's a blood doctor, if anybody's not familiar, and they help folks with like diabetes and stuff like that. Okay. And I was tested, and they tested me for a growth hormone level. And so this will all tie this in. I know this is a long-winded way of explaining this. Oh, but no, you're fine. The, the, when, you, when you have a pituitary tumor, or to determine if something's going on, they test your blood. At this point, I hadn't had any MRIs or x-rays done. They just could determine the way I looked physically. Wow. As, as, as something was wrong. And so they tested my blood, and they test you for your growth hormone. Okay. And so a normal human being, both men and women have it, is between 200 to 450, 500. That's what your score comes back. Well, mine was at 1,800. Ooh. And so what that means is basically I had a natural steroid, for lack of a better term, running through my body, wreaking havoc on my body. Okay. And then if you go back to 1996 and all these weird things, yeah, that's why I was so strong and, and, gotcha. and it so powerful. It, it's what screwed up my jaw. It changed the way I looked. It made my hands bigger, my head got bigger, just all this real creepy stuff. And so uh, from there, I was sent to a neurosurgeon and had a brain or a, an MRI done, which is a whole podcast in itself. Because this, if you're not you're not familiar when you get into one of those things, it, it is like getting into a, a coffin, I suppose, and it's very claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. For me, I was enormous, and so I was just crushed in there. And so those that result came back and and you know i was able to see the mri and there it was thursday a, a lemon-sized brain tumor right in front of uh right on top of my pituitary gland and it wow. was the size of a lemon so from there it's obviously well let's do let's do this let's do that and, and it was really surreal you know you think you would go through this this kind of and i suppose people do for me i guess i can only speak to i just i put my hands I'm sorry, I put my trust in my doctor's hands and I just went with it. I think I think I was so ready for someone to diagnose and help me. I knew something was wrong for the last three or four years. 
but I was ready. I needed help. And so the surgery is actually really bizarre. So they don't cut your skull open like they do with a lot of brain tumors. I know that some poor bears, but that's what they do. But they go up through your nose canal and they pull it out that way. Wow. And so that's how it, they take it out. And uh, you're in the hospital for three or four days, at least in 2000. Uh, that's how it was. And Okay. Um, they take it out and test you for, okay, we took the tumor out. So in theory, you should be better. But the reality. Is, is the tumor, I think, had been there so long. I actually think the tumor had probably been there since 1994, 95. Wow. And okay. so there were still remnants of there in my tissue, and so my blood levels were still way off. Tumor was out, but okay. I still had these elevated uh, growth hormone levels and, so, and a lot of other stuff. So they, gotcha. when they took that out, they took my pituitary gland out. So that's gone. Now, your pituitary gland controls all of these important things in your body and so yeah. it's been a battle for the last 20 years wow just off I can imagine. medications yeah and, and figuring all that now let me preface by saying you know <laughs> there are people out there with brain tubers that are just unbelievably painful the stuff they have to go through the double vision just just really incredibly bad stuff so with what i had it's it's just it's different it, it's more of a physical change it, it Okay. There's some people out there who have what I have. There's a whole community of what we call acros. Um, okay. And, and and you can see it on them now that I know. And, and we all look the same. It's a really weird thing. We were talking about before, you know, how do you pronounce acromeglia? That's what I was diagnosed with. Yeah. Acromeglia is a form of giantism. It's not defined as giantism, but that's what it's what it's what it's like. And so you know, I went through a long time where, like a lot of people, you know, I kind of hid from a lot of stuff. I didn't like the way I looked. I was mm-hmm. embarrassed by it, and, and it's just natural. Ultimately, I was able to have jaw surgery. What they do, what they that was a big thing I wanted to get fixed. You know, they, I had this really barbaric radiation as well, and where they, it's called gamma knife. They put this, they bolt okay. a mask to your to your to your forehead and to your back of your head, and literally they screw they, with a drill they screw screws into your skull when this frame wow. sets in this machine and this machine moves your head around it didn't work so you go through all that for nothing but you gotta try it then the the jaw surgery was really kind of of everything probably the more horrific because of the recovery process okay. my jaw was i was in pain because of the change and so of the jaw movement and so they actually cut the backbones backbones of my bottom jaw they mm. cut out space and they pushed my jaw back and so it was a seven hour surgery it was really kind of a demanding thing and i had to wear braces for 18 months just to get it done and really long thing so full surgeries everything done by 2003 i haven't had any surgeries since knock on wood except for some from for some other stuff that has nothing to do with that and so um you know i hit from a lot from a long time like i was saying well about 18 months ago, I was at the doctor because I got to go to the doctor all the time. And I was like, you know, I'd really love to interview people who have what I have because it's really rare. Yeah. Um, and then it turned into, well, you know, now at this time I wasn't into podcasts. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, then it turned into, you know what? I'm just going to interview people with brain tumors because people with brain tumors don't ever know when to shut up. Just in case, case in point <laughs> me, all the ones I've come and talk with, they will talk forever. They don't care. You know what I mean? It's okay. <laughs> special or something i guess and we're all selfish but <laughs> you are special ultimately, ultimately yeah ultimately it morphed into well you know what let's just really go all let's interview anybody with a motivating health story and, I, and honestly we went live last march and i was really lucky we got montel williams to come on for the first wow line. okay yeah, it was really dumb luck to get him on he was the nicest guy he came on and talked about 
his battle with multiple sclerosis. And and wow. honestly, that th- how I was able to get him was so weird. It was through social media, and okay. it was really kind of scary. But he came on, and I was really grateful because he talked the whole time, and he really helped me for a first time interview. So I've been yeah. lucky ever since. We bring on these people with just these amazing stories. I really encourage people. After they're done listening to your podcast, of course, first, go check out Revealing Healing Motivational Health Stories. These people who've come on are just all of them, diabetes, people who've got their legs blown off, moms who have lost their sons or or daughters in Iraq or Afghanistan, multiple cancer survivors. It's really crazy. And, And you know what? The funny thing is, it's really doing those interviews that I really realized, um, the power of adversity and it really dawned on me, which was something that I thought for a long time. Hey, you know what? I've been through all this stuff. Why don't I take those experiences and and, and try to use them as an entrepreneur? And then wait a minute, why don't I create a class, which is called adversity university where we can, yeah, where we can help people who've been through adversity kind of pull out what they've done and do the same thing. And so um, we're in the beginning stages of that. and, And the first class starts at the end of March. You can go to, ryanwest.live and get signed up and, and, and be part of it if you'd like. And we really encourage people. And, and it's anybody who's it's everything from poverty to domestic abuse to okay. cancer Great. To, to terrific accidents. Um, if you've been through adversity, you have an extra gear. There's something about mm-hmm. you that makes you different. And you, and you need to um, realize that you have this power to do more. Um, and, and, um, you got to tap into it and you got to know the resources and that's part of what we teach in this course. You know, you know, doing podcasts, there's a lot of people who tell you, you need to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's <laughs> not the right way. Maybe yep. you, know, you can spend money on stuff that really wasn't the case. And mm-hmm. so I'm really excited about it because it's about helping people, you know, and Absolutely. that's really when you can find that passion and that's awesome helping people. Hey, hey, here's the best thing. So when we get somebody on, when I get somebody on the podcast mm-hmm. and at the end of it, you know, they've just told you something that they've never told anybody before. Exactly. And, and, and you're wore out from just listening to them. You know, you got a good episode, right? So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, being able to get somebody on that's got a story is really amazing. So, the other thing that kind of comes out of those stories is everybody always talks about fitness and, and it really mm-hmm. never dawned on me. People who get through a lot of these adversity, not everybody, but a lot of people, they found fitness in some way, either yeah. in, before, during or after. And so then I'm like, you know what? This was real early on. I'm like, I would love to create a fitness app. Again, I had no idea how to build a fitness app. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to write code or nothing, but there are platforms out there that help you. Yeah. So for cheap. Uh, and so, we created fitness, I'm sorry, I created resistance assistance, fitness made easy, and we do all resistance band training, and uh, I really love it. I really have fallen in love with resistance bands. Yeah, I think there's a, there's some somewhat of a stigma with guys using them. I'm telling you right now, it is wow, the absolute best that. workout. It's efficient, quick, and you don't have to lug equipment around. You can do them from anywhere. You can travel with them. They really, what they do is they take the excuse out of working out, of not going, and that's a key mm-hmm. thing. And so you can download the app in uh, Google Play or the Apple App Store, and um, yeah, I know that was a long And it's called what again? Podcast. It's called Resistance Assistance Fitness Made Easy. Okay. Wow, that's really do, cool. Yeah, we do all resistance band training. So we have total body workouts, or we have individual just exercises. I do a 20-minute figure out your goal and we help you with a workout plan we'll go over the app with you and we're creating a community and that's the big thing for me you know i think a lot of absolutely people, you know, i mean 
people get so enamored with trying diets and this and that, and, and, and some of them work for people and some of them don't, just just like guys or women. But I believe so much in fitness and, and being uh, finding a workout that you actually like, that is humanly possible. I know that sounds crazy, but if you can fall in love with it, it yeah. it's not working out. It's just part of your life. But and, and the other thing that we do, we just started this year, is we added a cardio aerobic part into it. So it's just 20 minutes of aerobics. We don't use any equipment. No running. I, I like to run too, but I know a lot of people don't. So this is, <laughs> you know, so this is just a way to do it. And then, man, I'm telling you, it wears you out. Wow. It's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. So it's a lot. There's a lot going on. I'm I'm still learning. Like 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 perhaps like you, perhaps like you know, I've been doing this forever. There's a lot of different rabbit holes you can down to try this or do that. Mm-hmm. But I know one thing. You know, if you if you can find something where you have the experience in it and you're able to help other people. You literally hit gold and that's how I look at it. So absolutely. Yeah. Those are all amazing things. And your app is for men and women. Yeah, absolutely. It's for, it's for men. It's for women. It's for people who are rehabbing. It's for people who are trying to lose weight or build muscle. You can kind of do it all with those things. And so, um, we have a, um, uh, a, uh, uh, partnership. I've I've been affiliate partner with Spry S P R I, and that's how we get all our resistance bands from. And actually, okay. when you come on the app, you get a discount for buying. You can do all that through the app, and I will send you a link just for being able to come on to your show that you can share with your folks, and we'll give them a discount if they join too. That's amazing. So, I would love that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's already it, it's already pretty low. It's eleven bucks, but we'll put together a promo package and we'll send it over to you by tomorrow. That is so awesome. I love that. Thank you. I, I sure will yeah. share that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We want. I think the thing is, 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 you know, <laughs> I guess I'm a little jaded with this. You know, I've worked out in a lot of different places. I, I mean, and so I just really believe in being efficient when you when you work out because I think when you're efficient, that doesn't mean you're not getting a good workout. Mm-hmm. It means you're getting it done. Absolutely. That's the difference. And so, um, if we can get people on, the more people we get on, the bigger the community. And and so I would love to be able to send you that link to share and um that, that would be great if you'd send that out i, I would really love to get some of your listeners to come and try it absolutely i'll have it in the in the show notes so people okay. can can see and i also have it on the podcast social media pages as well Perfect. um yeah that sounds that sounds really good first of all thank you uh, i'm backing it up thank you for your service Oh, yeah. No yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never want to, you know, be in the presence of someone who has served our country and not, you know, thank them for their service. And um, yeah, so we appreciate everything that you've done. Um, and just to hear your experience is just so inspiring and how you have used your adversity to start courses and start an app and um, blogging about your experience, I think is amazing. Um, so for those who may be going through adversity, whether it is... Um, cancer specific or whatever it is what what are your your main advice uh what's your main advice for them yeah no that's a good question well i I got a couple that you know this this is some of the stuff i i I think i was doing i didn't realize until later on and then okay a lot of these guests but the first thing is you have to i know it's hard but you got to stay positive that is that is over half the battle you know when i had my jaw surgery it was a long recovery and, and i know and it was, and there was a lot of, a lot of just kind of stuff that sucked with it. You know, you got, you you worried yeah. about infection and disease and all this stuff. And, but it was staying positive, keeping your energy positive. 
that stuff helps you. I really believe in that. I don't want to get all into the earth and, and you know, become this out of body weirdness on your show. But I really believe that, you know, your okay. attitude, your attitude and your energy, it, it really does matter. And, and, yeah. um, negative, if you're negative, you're around negative people, it does not help your health. It absolutely does not. And so that's the first thing. The second thing is, especially for folks who are in it right now, who are going through that raging river, right? If you mm-hmm. can look at it half full, your glass half full, that has served me so well okay. for the rest of my life as I get through problems. So what I mean by that, if somebody, what I had was 99.9% of the time not cancer. And cancer is just this horrific thing. I think everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But if you can find a way to not, um, look at the glass half empty, but look at it half full. Gotcha. When you come out of this, you're going to be able to attack any problem you want. It's at such a high clip uh, that you will that you will really are going to amaze yourself. And so those are the two things. You know, it, it's there, it's it's it, it's so easy just to tell people we'll just be positive, but yeah, you really you you really do got to find something to keep yourself going, and um, because that mental. Um, um, ability to to just push past it is what's going to help. It's really funny. I I or not funny, but kind of odd you asking that because we I was interviewing somebody uh, just just a few days ago who mm-hmm. was talking about the fact that you know she's she, have you ever heard of the Aces test they give for for childhood trauma? There's like these ten no. these ten tests. Yeah, you can give them. She created a separate test, and she was talking about kids who have traumatic stuff or adults who have traumatic stuff. And then they carry it with them. They don't get it out of their system. It can, it, it, you know, there's this theory that it can cause cancer or these other things. Wow. And so if you go through this stuff and you just carry this just crap in you, it really, I think, can help or hurt, I'm sorry, hurt your recovery process. And so, um, you know, I, I realize there's people who get sick and just have some horrific things going on, no doubt yeah. about it. Um, but, man, you get some of these, you hear some of these people's stories who lose, lose limbs, just go through yeah. just the most amazing thing, and their attitude is unbelievable. Better yes. than people who, who who had these great jobs, that, who just hate their life, you know. So exactly, I, I, I just just stay positive and look at things half full. What you're learning now is going to serve you so much when you get through it. That's really good. I love that. Yeah, that's I can't even imagine, but I have seen people who have. I mean, gone through things that I can't even imagine in their outlook. It's like, how do you stay? <laughs> how I do know. you stay positive? But you know, like well, you said, you it know, is and, it and is possible. It, it is, and, and you just like you just don't know when stuff's gonna happen. To you. For somebody who's not sick, you, know, you just don't know. Yeah. When so, like, like look with Kobe. You know, I don't want to turn this into the whole Kobe thing, but I mean, you just oh, you, know, okay. you don't know has it has everything at his fingertips. But you know, stuff can go so fast, and so Absolutely. I think you know. Like with what you're doing, what I'm trying to do, you man, you got to take some chances. And, yeah. and I really believe in, you know, you can help people with um, with your experiences. And Absolutely. so, um, don't be afraid to not um, be angry over stuff. You don't over stuff. You don't have to. You know, stay yeah. positive. It's and a work choice. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I agree with you. It's a choice. Yeah. So I always ask my guests about any misconceptions that they've come across. Um, on their journey, whatever it is. Um, so are there any misconceptions maybe that you came across on your journey um, that you would like to address or just identify? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. One major one, which was, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's such a good question. Um, 
Yes. So, you know, when I was telling after I kind of got, after I got sick, it changed how I looked. When I got the knee, kind of felt like a zoo animal. People mm. stared at me like, what, what is wrong with him? You know, it was wow. just so much bigger. I looked different. And then I really psychologically, I don't want to say that I'm a vain person, but I'm probably a vain person. I don't, you know, you just don't want to, you know what I mean? So it's like, so let's just get all the cards on the table. I don't care. So, so I really kind of hid from the stuff. I stayed off social media. Okay. I didn't, you know, didn't want to put my face out there. I didn't want to do any of this stuff. And then, you know, when I made the decision, okay, we're going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a podcast host, you know, I'm going to yeah. try to be a podcast host. I got to start this. I got to get all my social media stuff in your which, which by the way, is that not a whole full-time job in itself? Oh my, my God. gosh. I, I know, I know, seriously. So, <laughs> I, I know, sorry, different podcast. But so I, so, but then I just started throwing out these pictures, you know, and I knew I was going to have to do that. And here's the most amazing thing that happened. Nothing, because nobody cared. You know, and it's like, I have this perceived notion that people are yeah. thinking and looking at me this way. And it was not even yeah. true. Now, some maybe did, but I wasted so much time. So exactly. Don't do that. Exactly. Just, like, I'm preaching here, you know, stay positive and do this. But I had so many faults that I, you know, yeah. you can't do that. Move yeah. on from it. And, and who cares? If yeah. People, yeah. So that was a real, real eye opener for me. And, and, you know, you just, you can waste your time worrying about that crap when there's nothing even there yeah there's a quote um that says uh no one cares as much about you as you do well or is or is thinking about you as much as you are like which is so true and like i mean i wouldn't say that people didn't care like about about you putting yourself out there but i guess like no one would have automatically assumed like it wasn't when you sent me your bio i looked up um acrim Acromeglia, yeah, and like I literally just had to go back to your picture because I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't yeah. even notice like you know yeah. that you had you know struggled with anything like that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I don't think people didn't care, but people don't no. aren't as as note like people don't notice it as easily as no. as you are because you're the one experiencing it. That, that's absolutely right. And, yeah. And people people have their own life too. You know, you think mm-hmm. you get stuck in your own bubble. That is that that's a great way of putting it. You know, you you're you're so dead on right on that. And yeah. It's true. And I had a, somebody came on over the summer and, and uh he had cancer and he's like, you know, I got cancer he had testicular cancer. And and okay. he's like, you know, but the thing is it's like you were saying, you know, but People have lives, they move on. They're only gonna, you know, they can only, you know, be, um, pray for you and do these things for you for so long before they gotta go do stuff with their own life and their own family. And so it's, it's so true. And, and, um, and who cares? You know, just, <laughs> you gotta, and then, so it's like now, you know, now that, you know, you see on social, I hate to be, say the person that I'm looking at social media all the time, but, you know, part of this job is you kind of gotta do that. And yeah. You see people out there who, who, you know, like are doing this, no cares in the world. And, they're like, and they exactly. obviously suffered way worse. It's like, oh man, I feel like a complete idiot now. So, you know, you just, <laughs> uh, you're right. You know, you just, that's a great quote. And it's so true. And now since I've kind of had this epiphany, you know, that, you know, okay, yeah, I'm only, yeah, this is what I tell me. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm the most important person in my own mind. Because exactly. that's how I was acting, you know. So, exactly. Um, it's a great point. Great point. Exactly. Yeah, that and that's a good that's a very common misconception. Absolutely. <laughs> very common. Were there any more? Well, yeah, I mean I I think that um, you know, 
I wish I would. I, I think I, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I think I've always wanted to try to, to try to be an entrepreneur. Um, and, and I don't know if I really understood what that meant. I mean, it, it, it's what it means to me right now is it's a lot of time, a lot yep. of investment, and a yep. lot of hoping that it works out. Quite honestly, absolutely. But, <laughs> yeah, but but I wish I would have um, thrown myself out there several years earlier. Gotcha. Um, I, I did not realize how many opportunities are out there through e-commerce and these other things. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize there's a whole world of creating digital courses. And, and I, and I'm, I'm working towards being that person, you know, that are available. Yeah. It's such a big industry and it's going to get bigger every year. So I really just, I encourage anybody, even if they're doing this, trying to do the same thing as me, like there is a whole world of people out there that want to learn from people who've been through these experiences. Yeah. And so, um, I just, I, I really felt naive for not, uh, um, recognizing that sooner. But, uh, you know, you, you live quote unquote one time, you need to take some chances. Yeah. And, um, because, you know, it's funny, I've heard, you know, you, you know, I'm sure you do too. You listen to podcasts and you hear these mm-hmm. people come on and they, they're this, mo- you know, they they sell a million dollars a day worth of, like, what? How are you even yes. doing that? But yes. they'll say, you know, they'll say, you know, at this point it's not about the money. And I always want to say, well, the it is. And then they're like, but you know what that money does is like, it buys them time. Exactly. And that is, can you imagine that? Like, I I'm can't. Play the guitar. If I could have a whole day to learn to play guitar every day, you know how awesome that would be? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, or help more people. So mm-hmm. um, I, those types of real easy, simple things. Like all these people who have made it have got to go through the experience. Most of them, anyway, I would say, have gone through the grind and hoped that it would work, just didn't give up. And yeah. I think if you're willing to just, if you if you have the drive and the story and you're not going to give up, it's going to work. It may not be overnight, but it's going to work for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of that is good stuff. I mean, I feel like we could talk all day. Oh, I do too. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, let me ask you this. So, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but like, what, what do you, you know, don't, don't you think that as a podcast host, you know, the, the best part is when you can bring somebody on who can just, just light a fuse and just, you know, like yes. during the interview, it's like, man, I can't wait to have the audience here. Isn't that like creative? Yeah, like, every creative single time. Thing? And I'm yeah, like, exactly. Kayleen, you have to space everything out. Cause I'm literally like <laughs> counting down the days like yeah. and trying yeah. to figure out, like, I hate that I can't upload all of these like on the same day. Cause they're all so good. But I mean, it's, I it's like fresh every time. And I like, I just leave like so inspired and yep. educated because I, I talk to people that have experienced things I have never even come close to experiencing. Sure. But sure. I feel like the conversations are just as important. And so I'm like, always, I always have takeaways, you know, myself. And I go back and listen to the episodes <laughs> myself just because I'm I'm so inspired by them and there's always something you can learn and you can never be too empathetic like you can always grow in empathy you can always grow in sympathy um and just respect for other people in their stories so I mean every single time it's it's like I just started podcasting and like it's it's an amazing feeling and just knowing that you've given someone the opportunity to share their story but also you know I always 
talk about, you know, a lot of us don't get an opportunity to talk to people that have experienced certain things. And so I feel like my podcast, as I'm sure yours is, and, you know, other podcasters, it's it's our way of kind of setting the table. So, like, you may Mm -hmm. never have that one-on-one time with the person that has experienced this, but consider our podcast your way to have said, "I've, I've heard from someone that has experienced this. And yeah. so, like, it allows people to connect, um, even though they may not be able to do that, you know, in the, you know, out in public. Uh, they may never meet these people, yeah. but, you know, I, that's just the way I feel about it. So, it yeah, I, I, it, I totally it touches my heart every time, you know, and it's it's, yeah. it's amazing how you can connect with people. And I um, tell people there's there has yet to be an episode where the conversation was awkward or we didn't, we didn't connect, you know, and I hope I never had that, but it's amazing how you can connect with people you've never seen. Never. Like you literally just reach out to them on social media. Like you have no idea who they are and you, you talk and it's as if you've known them your whole life. And I just feel like there's something powerful, you know, about being able to just connect on a human level you know, right. you may not know them. You may never meet them in person. And you meet people right. from all across the world virtually. Um, and I just think that's amazing how you can connect with people. So, yeah, thanks for asking that. I think podcasting yeah, no, I, is, is so cool. And I'm so glad that I decided to do it. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, you know, I hadn't thought about what you said there, but you're so dead on. I mean, you know, you, you literally, you, you meet, you reach out to somebody on social media or how we kind of got connected. And, and yeah. same thing, I guess. And then... And then you talk and you may not talk ever again. I mean, it's kind of weird, you know, but... Yeah. And so that's why, why, you know, it's so awesome when you have somebody like that in the Mm -hmm. interview, just, you know, it's like, oh, man, this is going to be a good one. Absolutely. And you're able to be creative in it and the whole thing. It's really a piece of art, I think. Absolutely. um, I always, you know, I, 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 I guess I got maybe somewhat of an artist side of my brain that's work I, I'm not a thinker, <laughs> no, I can't do that but this is a form of art don't you think yeah I mean, I, I think it definitely it is yeah I agree with you. it definitely yeah. is it definitely is I love I love it so much and I mean I one one misconception I had going into podcasting was I didn't realize that people really I mean there's so much negativity going around and mm-hmm. you kind of forget that people are still nice <laughs> So I'm like on eggshells reaching out to these different people like they're probably going to think like I'm weird, you know, because I just, you know, came across their page on Instagram or something. And people are like, I would love to. I'm down for it. And like I have so many guests and, um, you know, you just kind of have this misconception that people are, you know, going to turn you down or be mean or not think that, you know, what you have to say is is um, is valuable Um, and especially starting out like. Sure. You know, starting out as a podcaster, starting out as anything, honestly, um, yeah. you just feel like people won't be receptive or they won't, you know, support. Um, so I think also just seeing the level of support um, from people that you don't know is just so, I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. It really, it really, it it really is. is. Isn't it funny? It's like, I think a lot of people are like, well, I, you were just, I was the same way. It's like, I don't know if I'm really good. Finding guests is the easy part. It's making sure you can get them in there and putting exactly. the guests that you're right. And like, I've reached out to so many people and nobody's ever rude. I, honestly, yes. most of them are, they'll want to come on. And if they can't come on, 
they will tell you that they just got too much going on. Exactly. But it's never rude. That is so true. And maybe it's just the, 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 the industry we're in, but I got to imagine it's kind of like that on most of them, really. It is yeah. kind of a surreal kind of feeling, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This has been an incredible conversation. And like I said, I just wish we could talk all day because, I mean, this is this has been really good. Um, yeah, thank totally you so agree. much again for just sharing your experience. And, I mean, you just went through all the things. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. And thank you again for just agreeing to come on and to just, again, share your experience and um, shed some light on some of the misconceptions that you had um, uh, along your journey. I appreciate it. Well, hey, I, it's all my, it's all a complete honor to be on your show. I appreciate it. It's really nice to be on. You will, like, I promise I will keep bugging you to talk to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I can't wait to hear this. I'll get your, uh, group, uh, a promo link for the app. If they want to check it out, I love to have them in there. It's not hard. It's really easy to follow. And that was really the goal of it. Fitness made easy. And, um, uh, it's not intimidating. No intimidation needed, and uh, I, it was a real honor. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, and every time you bug me, then I'm I'm gonna keep saying yeah. <laughs> okay, but um, what is your website, and how can people connect with you on social media? Yeah. Okay. Great. So yeah. So we have two websites because one's just not enough. I have no idea why. But so we have hey. Ryan RyanWest and RyanWest is where the podcast stuff is in the adversity university, and that's you know where. If you've been through adversity, we'd love to try to help you um, pull that stuff out. And then the other one is fitnessmadeeasy.net. So fitnessmadeeasy.net. And um, that's got a bunch of our fitness stuff on there. You can download the apps right or the app right from there. And uh, we got some promo apps on there. I'm sorry, some promo videos on there so you can, so you can see how it works. And we have some blog stuff. And um, then the app is just resistance assistance, fitness made easy. And you can download that from Google Play or the Apple App Store. I'm on social media everywhere. LinkedIn, um, um, it's just my name. Facebook is is my just search my name, and uh, Instagram's my name. So those are the three main ones I think. I don't have a ton of success with Twitter, but I don't know if I use it really enough to be honest. I gotcha. I, uh, yeah, those are the probably the three. It's funny on LinkedIn. I never would have realized, thought how I've had a lot of people reach out to me from LinkedIn to Same. be on the show. So it's it's been pretty pretty cool that way. But yeah, I, I try to follow everybody back. I try to respond to everybody. So uh, if you got any questions, reach out to me there, or you can just email me email me at info at ryanwest um, dot com. All right, that sounds that sounds good. Thank you again for sharing and. Make sure that you connect with Ryan on social media. Check out his website, his app, his podcast, just everything. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.